Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 106, Building Your Inner Strength. You can check out my podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Go to wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. And there you can read all my blogs and find out a little bit about me. Now let's take a ride together. Thank you for joining me today for episode number 106, Building Your Inner Strength. Well, we're coming into spring. Spring is here and all that that entails. And I want you to start thinking forward on how to build your inner strength. And we're gonna talk a little bit about what inner strength means. Now, because this podcast evolved out of a global pandemic, over time that it's passed and we're kind of back to the new world, I've made many, many observations, listened to many different professionals and people on how their lives have changed, how they believe the world has changed. Prior to COVID-19, we were all on a machine, like a bicycle, riding through our lives with the ups and the downs and the stressors, especially in the United States. I'm not as familiar with other countries where I know that they do focus on lowering the age of retirement. It's lower than the United States. They have siestas, their vacation times, their maternity times are all longer. So in the U.S., it's really a high-tense kind of place where we're taught to always be on the go, to working means being productive, to having almost every minute of the day scheduled, going and doing. And This is the way we live life in the United States. If you don't live in the United States, then... I think you should look deep inside and really appreciate some of those things that we aren't afforded here in the U.S., things that you might think you need more of, and we even wish that we had them. In Paris right now, there's all those different riots because Macron wants to raise the age of retirement, so you're beginning to appreciate what you had with him trying to raise it and giving you that retirement so that you can enjoy your life in a different way after working so hard. Here at 65 in the US, and so we all work till that age until we can retire. And so COVID comes and we all have to be home. And now there's downtime, there's unproductive time, there's I don't know what to do with myself time, there's This quietness is causing me anxiety time. I'm feeling isolated and depressed time. Everybody's world drastically changed and we didn't even really see it coming. And we were all forced into it. Unless you worked in the helping professions, medical, um, officers, ambulance, paramedics, doctors, nurses, Everybody else's lives changed and now they've changed permanently because a lot of people who were in the office now work from home. And that's a whole other adaptation with your life and changing your life into a different direction. But in this time of solitude, whether you lived with friends, significant others, family, 
there was so much downtime and our brains kind of went haywire in the beginning. They didn't know what was going on and that's why so many of us after a week or two really started to struggle because the brain was on withdrawal symptoms from what it knew. This constant go, scheduling every minute of the day, having limited downtime. For some, maybe just taking that shower and going to bed or having a quiet moment in the morning. And all of a sudden, this stopped. And so the brain begins to experience withdrawal and has to reteach itself how to live without the stimulation, without the constant booking of time and always having somewhere to go and do things, not having that quiet downtime. And now it has too much of that downtime. Even if you were working at home, your lunch break was at home. You weren't getting away from home. I mean, I remember some of us just taking drive, long drives in the car because we just wanted to get out of the house or going outside. And so COVID-19, if I could say anything positive came out of it, it's the highlight of mental health. Now, studies have shown that 50%, 50% of the world population, the world, not the United States, the world, will suffer from some type of mental health issues. 50% of the entire population. That's a lot. Those are big odds. And so prior to COVID, I'm sure you've met those people who would go when you, they'd be telling you their problems or their struggles and you'd say, maybe you should go to marriage counseling, family counseling. Maybe you should see a therapist. I don't believe in that. I don't need it. I don't want it. We've all come across those people. Maybe you're one of those people who didn't want to seek therapy. Part of it is acknowledging that you even have an issue. And since we've been in this, this bubble of COVID, the world started to highlight it because it wasn't just the average you and me. It was everyone staying home. The famous sports, athletics, football players, baseball players, basketball players, soccer players, golf players weren't playing. Artists weren't doing concerts in big arenas. Movies weren't being made. TV shows weren't being made. Everyone was home. And then this light because everybody stopped. And when their brains began to withdraw from what was distracting them, their brains began to glitch. You began to start to feel the anxiety, the depression, the sadness, the frustration, the agitation. And then for some, after being home for so long, a form of agoraphobia, being afraid to go outside being afraid to get the germ, being afraid to get sick. All this was highlighted in that time period where we were all home. And when our brain started to have the withdrawals, it began to glitch, meaning not working at its optimal level. 
in life, when you experience anxiety or, or depression or agitation, sadness, when you're busy, you're distracting yourself. But when you're not busy, it amps itself up. It feels more intense. The light is shining on it. It's hard to avoid because you're with it without distraction. When I was younger, <clears throat> I used to want to be famous. A lot of kids are like that. But back when I was growing up, we didn't have all the technology. And, you know, all we had was movies and TV and, and listening to the radio and buying our favorite album. And then it became our favorite CDs. And I just wanted to be in the spotlight. I think it was because back then... If you were famous, you made it. You were what the world looked at as being perfect. That, that, that was being so accomplished. Not being a doctor, not being a lawyer. Back then when I grew up, being famous was something to many that you looked in the magazines. You wanted to, your bodies to look like. You wanted to sound like. You wanted to do the things that they were doing so that you could feel accomplished. And it was hard growing up back in the 80s as a young girl because we had these magazines and we would look at them and that's all we would see are these girls with these perfect bodies, etc. Now in today's modern times, there's so much more to look at and see the life of these celebrities. And celebrities walk around with a way that they are above and they are better in some way and they are more successful in some ways. But that's another way that COVID changed everything. These celebrities were home just like you and I. They were just like you and I. No fans, no being on TV, no being in movies, no singing to stadiums full of people. They were like you and I. And they really started to feel it. They really started to experience some mental health issues. And for those of these celebrities that suffered from the mental health issues, they began to talk about it virtually, sharing their stories, sharing their struggles. And to me, this has changed what a celebrity is. It's shown people that celebrity is not being perfect. It's not being able to handle everything in life perfectly. It's not looking perfectly. Celebrity has now become a true role model in the, the sense of being healthy mentally. See, when I was a kid, it was all about looking at them as almost as if they were godlike, and oh, I wish that I could be like this. But now, because of COVID, it's given celebrities a chance to bring that wall down and share their stories. And because they're looked at with such admiration, people are listening. Celebrities are helping to break down the stigma of mental health issues. Many people have been bullied for mentally health issues. 
They have been fired from jobs because they're not understood. Their families don't understand them. People in the public don't understand them. And so with celebrities coming out, and I'm saying it takes a lot of guts because you don't know how people are going to perceive you anymore as a celebrity by letting this vulnerability come out. But what they are doing is such magic and greater than they could have ever imagined that their celebrity could be. They are helping people and helping others to identify that they are suffering from mental health issues and that it's okay to not be okay. Say that to yourself. It's okay to not be okay. And especially for the young people, we know how they worship Taylor Swift. I mean, look what just happened with just trying to get her concert tickets. So for somebody like Taylor Swift to express her struggles, the struggles with her mom having cancer, the struggles with her relationship issues, this helps young people identify and not keeping this celebrity in this bubble as them being perfect, that they have a talent, they're excellent at it, they're paid well for it, for giving us their entertainment, but they're also people and they're showing us that vulnerability. And I believe for those who are in the entertainment field or are um, athletes on NFL teams and national baseball leagues, when you are experiencing these mental health issues and you share them with your fan base and your public, you're doing a greater good. You're getting those people who say, me, not never, therapy, to start to say, if they can do it, then I can do it. If that big old football player can go, I can go. It's very much of a stigma for men to say that they need therapy and to actually go to therapy. Women tend to be a little bit more apt to being open to it, but there are plenty of women who will not seek therapy also, especially when they're having relationship issues. And so today I want to share with you a few celebrities that I feel from a therapist standpoint are doing such good for the world. And through their struggles, which are sad and hard to watch, they're helping others through their pain and struggles. And to me in life, there's nothing more beautiful to take what you have struggled with to help others and show them how you've worked through it, through your ups and your downs. So I'm going to share with you a few celebrities that I have been kind of, I guess, following um, their stories. I'm going to start out with Selena Gomez. And she has a documentary called My Mind and Me. And I watched it. Um, you know, I watched Wizards of Waverly Place with my younger daughter when she would watch it. And as Selena grew up and different things and her singing career and her physical um, health problems with lupus and having a kidney transplant. And so this documentary was on and I watched it and I cried a lot. And in this documentary, she shows you her struggles of this young girl in show business and the pressure, the pressure of being in the spotlight 
and then having physical issues and then having mood swings that she just didn't know how to cope with and talking about how she's never good enough, no matter how much she practiced or rehearsed, no matter how many arenas she filled, she never felt she was good enough. And in this documentary, she shares many of her struggles and then is diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And I think by telling her story in this documentary way, you see this, this um, patterns that she goes through and as she gets older and what it takes her to the point to finally identify what's truly going on with her and the struggles that she goes through and how much being a celebrity puts pressure on her. There's somebody out there who's going to watch that video, that documentary, and say, wait a minute, these are the kind of mood swings that I have. Extreme highs and extreme lows. And maybe just by her showing this, somebody can be helped identify that they have a problem. And that if a young girl like her can go and get help and be put on medication to help regulate, so can they. Imagine how much strength it had to take for her to let these cameras into her life this way. Because we all have our mental health issues and a lot of us keep them to ourselves. But imagining having cameras on you and not being able to hide it, to see it for face value and to share that vulnerability with the world. That alone is her working on her mental health to living a better life and a healthier life and to acknowledge that she will have mental health struggles for the rest of her life with bipolar disorder. But now she's got a handle on it and knows the signs and symptoms when she may be relapsing. Imagine a young person around her age watching this and her being able to help. So thank you for the message, Selena Gomez, of it's okay to not be okay. And thank you for sharing your personal journey with us. The next performer that I um, would like to share with you is Louis Capaldi. Now, Netflix just released a documentary um, for Louis Capaldi, and it says, how I, excuse me, how I am feeling now is the title of it. It's on Netflix. And he did an interview with the Associated Press about his feelings about this documentary coming out. And he simply said it makes him feel naked. Because he's coming out to the entire world. This is someone who was born in Scotland, Glasgow, Scotland, and has become a world celebrity known to the world. I know what my young daughter would hear his songs come on. There went the volume up because she loves his music and loves who he is. And so this documentary starts out with him from a young age showing things that he went through. And as he got older and had his first hit album and it takes you through COVID and him being home, this was video during that time period and what has happened to him since. And 
It's finding out and being diagnosed that he has Tourette's syndrome, which many of you who follow him will know that through his tics. And it talks about how his tics became exacerbated and he just thought it was from anxiety. And and he kind of fought it. You can see it in the documentary how he had this internal fight with himself, even though his parents were telling him and encouraging him to get help and the people that were working with him. And he had so much pressure on him to come out with this new top song for his new album and had so much internal struggle and became extremely depressed and anxiety. And you see this, this fight. And finally, he has to take time away for himself, from the cameras, from creating music and writing songs to figure out what was going on in this in that time period he was diagnosed with Tourette's and you can see the change you can see as he's younger how the Tourette's gets more exacerbated through anxiety and whatever he's going through and and the stress and just getting older until he really peaks and then you can see the difference with him after he's received treatment it doesn't talk about what his treatment is but after he's received treatment and really been able to understand why his body reacted that way and being in that height of the Tourette's and not knowing what his diagnosis was he was in extreme depression and anxiety and I cried in this one too because I guess maybe because that little girl in me who wanted to be a celebrity felt like here's this person, a male, who is really ripping it open for the world to see. Like he said, it makes him feel naked. And I could understand that. But all at the same time, as much as my heart was hurting for him as he was struggling, when I saw him come out of it on the other side as a therapist, as a human, as a fan, it was beautiful to see this transition that he went through. And showing the people who pay attention to him that you can be in the darkest and the deepest place, but there's always a light. And you have to acknowledge that there's a light and you have to want to get help. And when you do and acknowledge that, you come out on the other side. So here again is a young singer-songwriter. Young girls love him. Boys love him. And here he's showing He's not perfect. He may be fantastic at writing songs and have an amazing voice, but that's not all who Louis Capaldi is. He's a person who has chemical imbalances, who struggles with a disorder, who's living his life and coming out on the other side. And will he have struggles in the future? Of course, but now with his knowledge of his mental health issues, He's able to identify it. The people around him are able to help him so that he can adjust and rebalance to get him back on a smooth, even keel again. So check out that documentary. And thank you, Louis Capaldi, for letting us know it's okay to not be okay. Now, my last artist is a little bit older. It's Jewel. And she's more from when I was growing up. First of all, as a teenager, Jewel was homeless. She lived in a car. She suffered from an abusive upbringing. She suffered from extreme anxiety and extreme agoraphobia, 
not wanting to leave your home, your car, depending on where she was even living at the time of being homeless. I read that she spent a lot of time in her car. So I watched this interview. It was an interview. It wasn't a documentary like the other two. And she talked about these times in her life and the struggles and how she knew that she needed mental health assistance. She just didn't know how to get it, especially being homeless. She just didn't know how to get it. She knew she had needed help or medication or whatever it was to get, get her back to an even keel in her life and just didn't have the resources or knew where to get the resources. And there are so many people out there in the world who don't know where these resources are. Well, she created with a doctor from Vanderbilt University and other professionals, a website. And this website is called Inner World and it uses the metaverse to help people who are suffering with mental health struggles. And why I love this one is because this, this inner world that utilizes the metaverse is where we are in today, the here and now with technology. And like everything else in life that has to move with the changes, so does the way we address mental health issues. And so if you go onto this inner world, it's really amazing. Um, you can go in anonymously, so no one knows who's, who's, who it is, which is kind of phenomenal because that's one of the first barriers that people have is feeling nervous sitting with someone or sitting in a group session and them knowing who you are and you opening up your personal self to them and your personal feelings and struggles. So being anonymous is phenomenal. You don't have to be but you can be. And you go on there and you do a little question and answer of what you're looking for from the inner world. And then it has a calendar of all these events. Some are done by Jewel herself, the meditation. Others are done by professionals. And some are done by people in the community like me. And there are all different types of sessions. And there's dates and times and you can sign up for them. And it's all through the metaverse. It's all through your computer. It's all through your phone. And so through her struggles of knowing she needed help but didn't know how to get it, she has created a world at everyone's fingertips that it's not going to a therapist and sitting in a therapist's office or even virtual therapy. It's sitting in this anonymous group with a facilitator from your computer or your phone, with your headphones on, in your own private world, working on you, identifying your mental health struggles, identifying ways to cope with your mental health struggles. Then there's just the meditation, the coping skills that they give you. And then there's different informational topics that they'll talk about that maybe you need want to learn about certain types of depression and and anxiety and there's different levels of all those things and so there's informational sessions also so if you're somebody listening to me you're obviously listening because you know already that life has struggles you may have mental health issues you may not you may have anxiety or you may have a lot of stress in your life or you may be going through grief or or world changes 
inside yourself or in your surroundings. And you don't have the time or the want or the courage or the need or the understanding to want to go sit in front of a therapist. Check out Inner World. This is so innovative, I have to tell you. It's You can create an avatar. It just breaks down that layer that stops people from getting help that stops people from learning about themselves or taking that journey of figuring out what's wrong and making those changes. And it's you with live people, but within your own world. And the only person you have to answer to is yourself. And so it breaks down those walls of what mental health is and how it's not something to be embarrassed of you're not broken, there's nothing wrong with you, you're not abnormal. The brain has changes and there's chemical changes in our body and our brains and sometimes our brains glitch and they don't work exactly the way that they should be. And that's where a lot of people notice that during that the pandemic, when we were home, those glitches because they weren't distracted and the glitches became magnified. And what an amazing thing to have through the metaverse, a way to help yourself. Thank you, Jewel, for letting us know it's okay to not be okay. My point here is everyone suffers with mental health struggles. 50% of the world population has mental health struggles. And so it's on you now. How can you help yourself? Even if it's minor anxiety, it's creating something in your body and you're not functioning to your optimal level. How are you going to cope with that? I shared these two documentaries and this one interview that I watched to show you that no matter who we are, we struggle. No matter how blessed someone's life looks, we all struggle. They may have life easy financially, but we all struggle. Money is not everything. We've all heard that before. And so I wanted to share with you because I think, number one, these individuals sharing their story are so impactful, so helpful, that we all can learn from them. And maybe through your struggles, you'll be able to help someone down the future. in the future. That's part of what I loved about the inner world, that you can apply as someone like me to possibly do a session on inner world, sharing my knowledge of my own personal experiences and my professional experiences. Real people, but someone who has this platform has created this metaverse for real people like you and me, like this podcast. So it's your job. Maybe these aren't something you're interested in, but go out and look for yourself. Find what you feel, look in your community, identify that you, you have an issue and it's okay because we're only human. We glitch. Things don't work exactly the way they should be or we change as we get older. That's a big thing that a lot of people kind of have a struggle with is as we get older, we have changes. And our bodies don't work the same way. And we have to realize that as our age range changes, 
with that comes other things, physical, emotional, and mental changes. And we have to adjust and adapt to that. So put the power in your hands, like these celebrities did, who suffered through mental health struggles and, and medical struggles and being homeless and being in abusive relationships and how they've come out the other side. And you can come out the other side, even if it's a small struggle or a very large struggle. Get your brain back on track. Work with those glitches to get yourself feeling more even keeled. The work is up to you though. Whether it's through the metaverse, going to actual therapy, therapy groups, support groups, virtual therapy, whatever it is for whatever you need. Take care of yourself, honor yourself, and tell yourself it's okay to not be okay. Thank you for joining me for episode 106, looking into your own inner strength and building yourself up. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. That's a great form of coping skills. And listen to me anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. And until next week, my friends, ciao.